Hello, hello! Welcome to Foreign Takes. Uh, I'm your host, YT, the Arsenal fan. I'm KG, the United fan. I'm Big Lev, and I miss my chicken sandwiches. <laughs> where are Chick Fil A. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Don't worry. One day they'll sponsor you. Um, what did we talk about today besides Mourinho? Oh, we started off with Mourinho, didn't we? We started yes. off with amazing yeah. Mourinho and his sad, sad loss to Sevilla. Then we talked about the FA Cup and David De Gea's... Sad, sad loss to David De Gea. Oh, Dude, one, one step closer to travel for bold fraud. Ah, I Makes know. Big Live very, very sad. I know. And then we do a season review rounding up the top four because we do season review for Liverpool, United, yep. and Arsenal. Yep, and then we reviewed also Milan and the players that they have and the chaotic life that they're having there. Good. Also, in between transfers discussed, and also Big Love, do you think if City win the treble, Pep is going to wear a wig after this? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I yeah. think it's going to make being bold mainstream. Oh, uh, my, you, you wish, my friend, you wish. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. not. I think, I mean, honestly, probably the game that was. Very disappointing that we should just talk about. It's probably Roma Sevilla, right? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. All right, boys, I think it's probably talk about uh, KG's favorite, the legendary, the one, and I have to be honest, the loser. Europa League last week, Wednesday, which was a terrible time to play the game. Sevilla, Roma 1 1, and then penalties, the inevitable champion, Sevilla. How do, how do you guys feel about the game? It was stolen. The, the wind was stolen from Roma. It was a clear penalty that they didn't give. It was <laughs> biased. No wonder Mourinho was in the parking lot chasing down Anthony Taylor. Okay, but was that necessary? Like him to go sh- into the parking lot? He's a shit referee in the Premier League and he's a shit referee for a final. I'm good. I hope he retires. Okay, but you agree that Mourinho went too far? No, Mourinho went too far, but I'm saying that the referee was shit. You no, no. Shouldn't, you should in a Premier League too. Like I hated him as a Premier League referee as well. So. No, no, okay. He sucks, man. He's a terrible. Who? Anthony Taylor? Anthony yeah. Taylor, terrible fucking referee. He's okay. a terrible referee. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Big Lev. Do you agree that Mourinho went too far with the, the Anthony Taylor stuff? Yes. Yeah, you okay. can't be chasing down referees. But honestly, like, I feel like the refereeing has gone so bad in the last few years yeah. <laughs> without any repercussions, man. Yep. Coaches now have to chase referees. There's like no excuse to do that. But also like, whoa, when okay. is UFA ever gonna like never try to make something different? Never, because they're, they're, it's their money bread making machine. It's their corrupt as fuck. Yeah. There's no I mean, also it brings more, you know, because let's be honest, like the fact that we have, we've been talking about this, what, two, three minutes? We don't talk about the game because the game, I have to be honest, was one of the worst games. Incredibly it was, boring. That's what we expected. We, we told you exactly what was going to happen. I 100% game. agree. The game going to be equal. The fact that Sevilla scored from an own goal means that. It's all you need to know. It's honestly. all you need to know. 
Like they were, they didn't, they were not in the game. They scored from an own goal, and then Roma was a better team overall. They were attacking. Yes, better. They were but better we're talking players. like mar- mar- marginally better, right? Because like I'll be Margin. honest, it's like even me, who I love to watch the games to see like the tactical uh, thinking behind it, like well, how do they shift? It was one of the worst football games. Yeah, uh, it, it, was, it reminded me of like watching Wigan and Blackburn in the early two thousands. Yeah. Like it was a fifty fifty game for nobody wanted to go for it. Nobody would risk all all out for it, and then he made them. He take a penalty, which ballsy from a very shit bold referee. I'm just saying that, like Mourinho, maybe if Sevilla won without the referee calls, I'll be like, yeah, obviously Mourinho got the call wrong. But it's not the first time that he did it. It's not the first time that he went into the parking lot and waited for a referee. But I mean, come on, no? like Mourinho got robbed, and then after that, he came out and said that he's not going to stay at Roma. We'll I see. mean. Oh, the real thing is, like, what does Roma do now, right? So they're still in the Europa League next year because they finished sixth ahead of yeah. Juventus by one point. So it's like, weirdly enough, it could have gone badly, but it's, they, they're basically where they were this year, right? They haven't gone yeah. back. They haven't gone forward. But I, I, I feel bad for him in many ways. Right? They haven't invested in the team at all. Like, the owners have yeah. not invested whatsoever. So it's because like, they're American. They're not going to be invested. I mean... We'll get to that. Don't worry. Yeah. Like these, what's it called these vulture funds? These hedge yeah. funds are absolutely horrible. I, I mean, that's the thing though. Is like there's nothing else to say. Talk about it. it's like Sevilla deserved to win it. Ish, maybe it's a penalty. It's kind of a flip, flip of the coin. The Roma had should have gotten a penalty in the build up. It was a clear handball because you could see the guy just like flipping his arm out. Like it wasn't like oh, it was a natural position. The guy just like he made he jumped and he moved his hand like this. He just didn't mm-hmm. use his fist, uh, uh, his fist part of the of the hand. He moved his shoulder like that, which made yeah, him move fair. all together. Which is like a, you, it was a cheeky move, and it should have been went to VAR hundred percent. It wasn't a clear cut uh, decision that was made on the field. But then, and then retaking the penalty. I mean, it wouldn't help much because Roma missed a bunch of penalties, and like Bigelow said. Putting all on defenders has been a ballsy move, and yeah. he lost. So yes. yeah, and that's the thing. Like they're gonna go to Champions League next year, and then they're gonna they're gonna finish third, and they're gonna yeah. fall down into. I mean, I guess with the new Champions League format, they might not. But it's like this is the same cycle for Sevilla. The and... new Champions League format starts next year already. Oh, is it? Oh, you think you're right. I think it's one more year after. One more year, and it's yeah. so dumb, so dumb the way they do it. Terrible. But we'll talk Terrible. about that next week. But I think for Sevilla, it's just like it's exactly the same thing. They're gonna yeah. finish third in their group. They're gonna come down to Europa League, and they'll get to the finals again. It's like we've seen the story so many yeah. times. They won like seven times already. I don't even like. I'm pretty sure partially that's why the referee gave the decision to them. It was like, oh, they're. I guess the question for the two of you is, what does Mourinho do now? What What, what do you think he should do? PSG fired their coach today. Out of all the things. Nah, it was inevitable. You think he should go to PSG, though? I mean, they're building a new project. Messi's gone. Neymar looks like he's out. There's only Mbappe left, and they're going to build the team probably around him. Mourinho would be perfect for PSG. You think so? Yeah, that's like a team that Mourinho can... And especially now that Messi and Neymar might be out. Like, I can definitely see Mbappe buying into his philosophy. And the rest of the people there are kind of like not that much of a stars that there would be like probably tantrum about these methods, but people who can be molded into like And Ramos is gone too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ramos would like yeah, yeah. And efficient like footballers for Mourinho and they just they started spending money already, started getting Ugarte. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. got Asensio from Madrid. Yeah. So like 
they can actually spend money that Mourinho wants to spend. I guess you're right. Have his, you know, one superstar that he wants to have. I don't know, like they, they are like soulless team that never has any passion. So they'll probably. I don't think PSG will go for him because PSG is one of those clubs that loves attacking football, and that's why they're getting all this Messi's and Neymar's and stuff all the time. So like they wouldn't want his style. But I actually think he would be perfect for them. You know what's crazy? You say that. Maybe he's like the key to actually them winning Champions League. I mean, that's it. It's all about Champions League, right? But you know know what's funny? We talk about Mourinho being a defensive coach, a defensive-minded. And I agree overall. But I think people also forget that Real Madrid team that he had when it was Ronaldo, Bale, and Benzema, and uh, I forgot who the left winger at the time was. Oh, I think, so. no, yeah. And it was, like, that was a record-breaking team in terms of attacking football. Like, they broke 100-plus goals multiple, two times. They were, like, he has it in him if it's the right team. But actually, yeah. the more I think about it, I'm actually with you guys, you know? That seems like a very good pairing. It's like, Mourinho goes to and I one more country to win. Good resets, uh, good project. I actually think that would be a very, very good fit. The more I think I, about it, yeah, I think when Mourinho, he, the reason why he's considered to be defensive, is because most of the time when he was defensive, because the teams that he had, yeah, that was the best way to win. He looks at he looks at the squad that he has and the the way he can play and what can bring him a result. And in Real Madrid, that would bring, like scoring a bunch of goals would bring him a result. Yeah. Chelsea that he had, it wasn't entertaining, but. They it was effective. It. That was effective, and they were very tight in defense. That's what it was. Actually, I'm disagreeing with Big Love because they tried this approach with this new coach, the Christophe Gauthier yeah. guy from Lille, who got fired. Nobody knew PSG's. They knew Pochettino, and then it was someone else. So yep. it was Christophe Gauthier who was this Lille coach who won, and they were like, okay, we're going to bring you in because he, he had this reputation of this hard guy bring everyone together and make everyone fall in line impossible impossible to do it so that project failed so they're like okay we they invested so much money into the stars and they thought this guy's gonna be the butcher is gonna put everyone in place and then as soon as they see that oh even this guy can't do it we need to restart yeah. and build a new project yeah. and i think now under this new project Mourinho is going to be a great fit now whether they would go for him or no i mean who else can they get right now who would spark another no name are they going to do with the personal or whatever? The Na- guy Nagelsmann, the maybe? Nagelsmann, I, I doubt Nagelsmann. Would yeah, that, it's me too. Maybe. I think maybe. I think the more interesting project, I think, was unfortunately KG's favorite coach, the one he thinks is the all-time star, is the treble, the tre- the soon-to-be treble winner, I think. Uh, I, wouldn't, so, I, wouldn't speak too, I wouldn't speak too fast on his I mean, treble. so this weekend was FA Cup. First. Yeah, City 2, United 1. Uh... What fourteen seconds? Gundogan scores. United come back with uh, a penalty that uh, you know is kind of a weird penalty, but it's a it's penalty. Penalty by the book. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Penalty by the book. Yeah. But then I'll be honest. Like City just looked much better. Like I feel like they didn't even go into multiple gears, even though United had their opportunity. I feel like City still were missing a couple of gears. I, that they... Yeah, I think City was missing a couple of gears, but two things that were it was painfully obvious from this game. One is that United need a new goalkeeper and a striker, which was obvious for a long time. Yes. That they need a striker and a goalkeeper because good David, David De Gea is not equipped to the modern game. Uh, I mentioned the stat <laughs> of 19 passes completed out of 39 or 49. 
And when you could see that the whole plan of United playing was playing long balls to a striker that's not there even because Martial's out injured, Anthony's injured, and they're playing two strikers. None of them are clearly out-and-out strikers. Both not, not Sancho, not Rashford, are out-and-out strikers. They couldn't offer much up front. Only when Wakehorse came on towards the end, he was yeah. able to bring down the balls that were coming in. But De Gea failed in distribution in the distributed part of the game is kickstarting the attack and then he conceded two stupid goals like obviously one and a half of them were goalkeeper one and a half okay no but okay wait hold, hold on hold on hold on the first Do you agree goal, that would have been no the first goal it's very hard to say man the he didn't even goal, jump no, no 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 i mean no like yeah he didn't jump but he was like a fast shot in a high corner man like, he no, took... you cannot expect him to save that. I do it with the second goal. He should have done better. But Three uh, weeks ago, on this podcast, was... YT was defending David De Gea, saying that he's a good, the world's best shot stopper. And he no, considered this... Me, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, fart of a goal. Like, <laughs> he, should have, he should have saved it. No, no, I, I'm actually There's here with Nicolas. No he would have saved his first, like... Yes. No, man, like, go look at the goal again. He was, like, a clean hit... In the top right corner, you like he didn't even he jump. Could, even didn't like even if he jumped, like there wouldn't be any difference. Like, That's why I said a goal and a half. No, no, it. no. But the thing is, um, it's like it's one of those. He caught everybody out of surprise, right? Yeah. It's like not 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 the defenders, not the goalie. It's like it's one of those you just have to accept is a fantastic goal. You you just say yeah. you know, Gundogan did something completely unexpected. The second I one. People... I, People wanted to see the head try at least to jump, not and just be yeah, able to but down on a knee, pretending like it's gonna go low when it's going up. Like it's just cool that he got him sleeping on the 30th second as a goalkeeper. You don't do it. Second goal of like second goal, clear and obvious. His error, clear and obvious. Okay, he well, should have said that. You cannot give me like, oh, it's been two no, 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 okay. You know, you know what it is? It's okay. And Big Love can be the, the decider here. It's one of those things. It's like when you are the goalie and you cannot see where the ball is coming. It's like you see the ball is getting kicked and there's three defenders between you and the whoever is shooting the ball. You yeah. can't jump anticipating it will go there. You have to wait till it clears the last defender before you finally move because it could take a deflection. I agree and, with all of that. And I'm the thing saying- is... It it he the if you look at the closest defender to him was like three or four meters away. So that's why he jumps so so late. He gets a hand. I agree with you. This is one of those like out of ten times, fifty percent of the time he saves it because he just touches it at the right angle. That's why I'm like both the goals are not really a hundred percent. The second shot was the very weak. Goal, the first goal definitely not like he can't save that. The second goal it's a fault because he's supposed to be a top class goalkeeper. Yes. Like yeah. you wouldn't expect a regular goalkeeper. You wouldn't like be like saying yeah. that because so it, it got the, the like little. It cleared the last defender very close to the goal, and that's when he saw it. I think he should still could should have saved it. Should have saved it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I and agree. Coupled with everything he's done this season, that's what's happening. It is a clear and glaring obvious with the passes, with the mistakes that he did against Sevilla, with the mistakes that he did previously. Like he did. Like I usually the biggest David De Gea fan. I would never say that he is. People have been screaming. United fans have been screaming for him to be removed for the past three or four seasons that he's lacking in the game of passing and blah blah blah. But I found always ways to kind of excuse his 
shortcomings, but now even I can't excuse his shortcomings. Yeah. It's time to go. He's Fair. way behind. He's a dinosaur in the game of goalkeepers. He's great for not for a top. We're not going to win. Like Roy Keane said it correctly. United are not going to win anything with David De Gea. Yeah, but I agree with him. But it's, it's just a natural transition, right? It's like he did well. He's done what ten plus years. He matched. He saved the team. God knows how many points over the years. Yeah, yeah he has one or two high profile mistakes, but overall it's been a net positive. But I think this is the time for him to leave. Unlike Loris, who you can see the decline and the last season and a half with uh, Tottenham, you do not want that for De Gea because you don't want to ruin your old reputation and all these things. He's, he, I think, he's already on a decline. Yes, yeah. it's not like agreed. Like he's not going on on a high, but he can go somewhere in Spain and still have like a good career. Yes. I don't think he's uh, they're getting rid of him though. Like that's the thing. That's my concern with it. They're signing him on a contract. They're giving him a new contract because they're getting rid of every other. Like they're selling Dean Henderson to Nottingham Forest, and um, they're going to keep him as a second goal, second choice, and maybe sell him on later. But I think he's definitely on the decline. He's but, not. But, he should but, be the starting. No, one hundred percent. I think the 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 thing we haven't talked about it here is City. I think. Yeah. Like, the second completely... point that I was that I was talking about is um, actually. I am. My brain is telling me that City is definitely going for a trouble. I hope I'm gonna, regardless who will be playing in the final. If it wasn't a clear and cut underdog, I would be on the underdog. One hundred percent. Even if it wasn't City, I just like um, um, a good underdog story. Uh, but um, City, like, you, you could see in this game that Pep Guardiola changed his approach. Yes. Like I like watched Rodri. What a player he is on a half a turn on just. Bamboozling with one showing a different pass and doing another pass. Busquets, almost like Busquets in many ways. And then you're thinking, what a fucking bold fraud and an idiot that man was that let him out of the Champions League final. (laughs) He can't win it without this guy. What a fucking bold. But but he's learned his lesson. Like clearly, he's learned his lesson, and you can tell that. That's the other thing that glaringly was obvious in this final. He did subs that were not these, you know, like, oh, we let's put Alvarez on and get a third goal and, like, do something. He put on three center backs at the end of the game because he knew yeah. he needed to get that result. He was like, we're 2-1 ahead. We're, like, they stopped attacking 65 minutes in. There hasn't been a single prominent attack. Erling Holland at the end of the, at the last minute play, he played in the Tavana, got a corner and celebrated a corner. Yeah. City didn't do that. No, it's changed. The mentality changed. has changed. Yeah, the mentality. They have a mentality of a team that can go on and win things. And I still wish them the worst. I hope they lose to Inter. But you could. That's the second observation I had from this final that City are different. They're doing a different approach. I guess the question to you before we end on the City topic is Big Lev. How do you feel? Do you still feel the same as last week? Eighty twenty. Are they taking it the trouble? And they looked pretty good for. <laughs> A team that did not really look that good. Like, they, there was not like a City dominated the game while, as you said, really not getting out of second gear. So that makes me kind of worried. I think it's still like, yeah, 80 20. Like yeah, that's how I feel. Maybe. But man, I really don't want it to happen. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. KG yeah, I still agree. feeling the same. They're the I overwhelming agree. favorites, right? They're the overwhelming favorites, but I think I think it's going to be a surprising game. I think people people are thinking that it's going to be a, an easy city win. I still think it's not going to be an easy. Oh, city. I I, I, I agree with that. But I, I think that's fight. the thing. It's like see after seeing what they did to United and the way they approached it, I'm like, okay, he, he's not messing about. He's here to yeah, win everything. But that's it's always thing. like that. I think it's another way they can 
overcharge themselves. They can be very cautious, and Inter can catch them on the one goal. Yeah, but they, but this felt like the right balance. Like for a FA Cup final, yeah. I was like, he he feels like he found but the right balance. The, the thing is, they were the reason why they were very they didn't go into second gear. I don't think it's not because they chose not to go into the second gear. I feel like they were afraid that there's gonna be a counter which United can catch them on. Yes, especially but, after Garnacho came on, they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Very, he was but, fantastic. Inter doesn't have that. Uh, unfortunately, like, you look at Inter's forwards, it's Jeco, Lukaku, and Martinez, and unfortunately, none of them had the same counter attack. Inter ability. plays a different game. They play yeah. more. It's a very like shithousery a little bit. Definitely. So I expect it's not. I'm just saying it's not going to be a walk, a kick walk. Oh, it yeah. wasn't a kick walk in the FA Cup final. It was no. very close. At the end, Scott McTominay almost got them. In the I know. Got them. So, surprising. Scotty, yeah, it's probably his farewell is gonna be yeah. gonna be gone at this summer. But that, that's unbelievable. I think the only real game left for us to preview is West Ham Fiorentina. Any thoughts? It's gonna be away at I think Frankfurt, nineteen thousand stadium, nineteen thousand seat stadium, which is tiny. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like eh, Fiorentina, really nothing to play for. West Ham, it feels like they have something to play for because I feel like it's going to be Moy's last game before he leaves, like before yeah, the end of the current team in the West Ham. It was it was a very big shift because we we saw it kind of live when we were discussing it. It was they should get rid of Moyes and Moyes would want to stay, but now there are rumors that the Celtic job is opening up. Exactly, he he's a big Celtic fan and he can win this and go. Um, and it's a kind of like West Ham are telling them that. You yeah. know, the Premier League was the conference that is not like they're signing with Big Eleven, in his opinion here. A hundred percent that conference yeah. league is good, but especially Decker's is like Declan Rice is leaving anyway. So I feel like there's a natural cycle ending with West Ham, and I feel like this yeah. is their opportunity to end the cycle on a good note. Like Yeah, but I think Fiorentina is gonna be well prepared and I think it's yeah. not, it's gonna be another it was gonna be a muddy final. I don't yes, think it's gonna be I agree. I mean West Ham did get to the final, but like they almost also got relegated. Yes, uh, which is crazy. Uh, and Fiorentina is a very tricky opponent to play. So yeah. uh, I, I, I feel like maybe they're the favorites. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, like for West Ham players, this is like a big deal. Well, it yes. is for Fiorentina too. Yeah, absolutely. But still, like they're more of a club that's been in the Champions League, been in European competitions, has like some. Uh, where West Ham players, they're like, wow, we're usually kind of in the mid-table. Now we're like, might win a European trophy. So there might be a little bit of, you know, nervousness in there. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's very hard to tell at that level. Everything can happen. But I do think Fiorentina are the favorites there. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, I mean, it would be great for West Ham. Like, yes. Rice leaves after winning a trophy. They... Put a ball on bad season with like a European trophy. Like, how how often do you get the chance to do that? So rarely. Uh, the thing is, yeah. there's also a flip side to it. It's also a flip side if they lose a final. Rice says, "I'm leaving. I didn't achieve anything. I'm sorry." Oh, 100 percent. And Moyes says, "Bye. I'm going to Celtic. Good good chance. At least you didn't get relegated." Yeah, but either it's direction, like, it's like the end of the cycle. That's yeah, the thing I keep coming 100%. back to. I was like, it just feels like there's something like it's ending. Like this is this is. West Ham is going to be in transition for the next couple. I mean, West Ham is a good side, but I mean they're too cocky, and I think Fiorentina is. They Fiorentina showed quality football this season. Yeah, and they didn't like it. it wasn't like I think West Ham scraped past 
um, past their opponents in the conference league. It was like a, they barely passed Gant. Most of the most of the games that they won, they won at home and went through aways. They struggled. And Fiorentina was smashing it left, right, and center. They won. I think I may I may be wrong, but I think from what I remember, they won most of the games. Yeah, they did. They were, so and they were they finished higher in Serie's in terms of like closer to the Europa League, and this is a chance for them to be in Europe. So I wouldn't discount Fiorentina. Oh no, no, no I agree. I think it's going to be quite an interesting final, to be honest. I, like, I'm more interested in watching that final than I am in the Champions League final. That just has a sense of inevitability on it. Um, I think you're... The thing is, you're going to be more surprised when Inter <laughs> Lukaku wings that Champions League Oh, my Chelsea goodness. I think that's... Back to Chelsea. No, no, no. I, I think that's probably a good time to transition. I think, boys, we should do a quick season review for each individual team. So... Big love. Overall thoughts on Liverpool? Ah, uh, shit season, man. No other way to say it. You know, you can't go from like competing to for quadruple to missing out in Champions League. And uh, we had some injuries, but it wasn't like all like our main stars were injured most of the time. That's not true. So um, disappointing, and I think it's a story, cautionary tale of how being a cheap fuck catches up with you because they knew they had a huge hole in the midfield they knew their main midfield players are super injury prone they knew that like some of them were coming up on the years and they're like you know what we can get away we'll play Harvey Elliott this and that and they panicked at the end they got uh, Melo after Melo who didn't play a single minute for Liverpool and now like you know it's still a great team, as we saw at the end there, by winning like eight games straight or nine games straight. But um, too little, just, too late. Yeah, we can, yeah. They, they should have taken that eighty million at least for Nunes and just bought like midfielders. But yeah, um, it's, only, no, it's just annoying, man. Like they just saved thirty, forty million, and in that process, lost like fifty million. Because and no Champions League. Oh, entire season no, 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 of no Champions out, League. Missing out on Champions League. Yeah. So what's next? What are your expectations? Since McAllister's coming in, obviously done and dusted. I mean, what are your expectations? I let's see, man. Like so far, good start. They're getting McAllister, and apparently they're getting him on a very cheap. Yeah. The the release clause is like less than even like fifty million. Apparently, that's a great start. If they actually get all this, like they're they're linked with Kone and Turam and like some other like good up and coming young players like the types that like should be Liverpool like that's kind of has been successful in Liverpool like up and coming great players that are not yet stars but yeah. can take that next step so if they do manage to like go through with that and actually um, you know get I four or five players I count on it right now you know like it's just it's I think it's just media end of the season trying to sell as much as things possible. But what would your ideal window be? Like three players, four players, which positions? Uh, well, except for McAllister, counting McAllister. Two more yeah. midfielders. I would love to get uh, Guardiola, mm. but I don't think that's gonna happen because that's like a hundred million dollar purchase. So definitely need a defender. So three midfielders and like a first team defender, 
Yeah, and, none of your uh, forwards. You have plenty of forwards. Yeah, so everything behind, like the, the defense and yeah. midfield line. Is yeah, strengthening, yeah. which makes sense, right? You want yeah, to strengthen um, the core. That's where they've been weak. That all the energy yeah. was gone. And we have to figure out, like, if you're getting three midfielders, right? Uh, are we, where are we putting uh, Trent? And if yeah. we're putting Trent in the midfield, what kind of defense are we are we switching to? Three defenders. And if yes, what we're doing with Robertson. So there's yeah. like some questions there that I'm excited to see answers to. But uh, I mean, good start, man. Get McAllister. It's like a good, great player, uh, relatively cheap, Premier League experience, young. So uh, let's see where it goes. Interesting. Um, what about your team? I think overall, honestly, very good season, especially coming in. It's like, I think we're all disappointed by the ending and it was a disappointment to be very very clear i wouldn't go so far as to say it was the biggest modeling job but we can get into that but i think it's like coming into the season we saw like the players we had signed we had still imagine the youngest team in the premier league by far and still is the youngest team coming in our goal was top four we were like this year we need to solidify top four we have a much better defense we believed i could solidify so for the fact that it wasn't the, for that fucking useless World Cup in the middle of the season that really yeah. threw us off our game. It's like, this was an outstanding season. It's like, we competed, we pushed City almost all the way to the end. Uh, we did pretty okay in the Cups, but that wasn't really the intention. Our defense was amazing. Our attacking amazing. Our, there was like a perfect balance within the squad. Of course, I think really the two things that killed us were, A, we don't have the depth. Like, especially mm-hmm. compared to City. You see City, they're starting 11 and they're sub-11. Their sub-11 could be competing for the, for the what's it called, for the title and be pushing. It's just like, when we lost our one striker, Jesus, we were down to Inketia. And as much as I love Inketia, it's just not the same, right? It's like, we have the same style strikers, we're just not as good on the bench. And then, unfortunately, defense losing Saliba and Tomiyasu within the same week. You know, like, at the end of the day, we're disappointed, but... We finished, what, five points behind City, which makes it a little more disappointing in some ways, but it's still, like, successful season. Let's let's just admit it was a very successful season compared to our expectations coming in. The end of the season, I think it's a lesson to be learned, but I think it's a a message to the, the, to the owners, to these useless American owners. It's just, like, if we really want to compete, we have to spend money. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like Big Lev is talking about three midfielders and a yeah. fourth player. <clears throat> Honestly, we have to do the same. It's like we're losing Shaka. We're going to replace him with mm-hmm. Declan Rice. We, it seems like Declan Rice wants to do We just got to make the numbers work. So that's a big upgrade for us in the midfield. That's one player. Second, we need a sub-striker. Like Fowler and Balogun is probably going to get sold. Honestly, in Ketia, I don't know if he's going to stay or not, but we need a different style striker to be able to mm-hmm. change. That's the Is he going to be competing with uh, Jesus or is he going to be a starter to Jesus? So, it, in, my, in my dream scenario, it's going to be a bench. It's like someone mm-hmm. who's going to be... It's like between the three strikers, there's going to be FA Cup, Carlin Cup, uh, Champions League, which is the best thing I've said in a long, long time. We get to mm-hmm. play Champions League. I think it's like we can take one of these young and upcoming tall strikers these like uh you know the isaacs of the world you know like yeah. very different style so that's the one i think on the right wing we still need a player because we're re-signing reese nelson but saka needs a break saka's playing endlessly yeah. and then i think 
in the midfield, we need more depth. Like, yes, we're buying a starter in Declan Rice, but we need at least one or two more midfielders. And then I think the last thing is Kieran Tierney is going. So mm-hmm. Zinchenko is going to be by himself. So we need a left back. I think, those yeah, I think you need a left back and you need a right back. I mean, you need right back, I'm, not, I'm less worried about right back, to be honest. Players. Yeah, Squad but the thing players. is, Tommy Asu is coming back. Ben White is there. Ben White had an amazing season with, for this format. Tommy Asu is an amazing player. So I'm less worried about the right back. You want to take really... Mason Greenwood up top? He's really... Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No way. So that's the thing. It's like coming back, by the way. I know, I know. They're not going to let it back. That's the thing. It's like for Arsenal, I'm just like, we don't need to have it. Like, unlike Big Love, like Liverpool, they don't. we don't need a major revamp. We just need to yeah. add one or two pieces, and we're good to go push again, like all seven times. I agree. So. I agree. I think Liverpool, the Arsenal, and Liverpool, Liverpool needs more work. Uh, yes. than Arsenal. Uh, I think it really hinges on if we actually get Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice will be a game changer because then we'll be able to have two such different style attacking midfielders, or like the number eights, not so much attacking yeah. midfielders, that it'll actually give us a different dimension altogether. It appears to be a long time, but usually I think like the deals are going to be flowing in now. From June all the way up to beginning of July, because that's when the preseason rolls in July first, fourth, fifth that that period of time. So by that time, people want to have like their exactly, in. and people want to come to Arsenal. Now. I feel like with the coach, yeah. the youngness of the team, this there's a good energy. So I actually feel like we're going to be able to get players, including yeah. Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice will set the tone for our summer, though, because yeah. they said West Ham won't take any um, uh, approaches until after the final. But I think we're going to try to finish that literally within the first week, two weeks. Yeah. Similar to McAllister at Liverpool, I think we're going to try yeah. to make a statement signing and mm-hmm. then be started with our summer. Yep. That seems uh, like the, the, the normal plan, but I, I, like, I doubt that United is going to do it. I honestly think, I don't believe anything that United puts out or anything, all the rumors. That so wait, what do, what do you think out. about the United season review overall? I think United had a very, very good season. I think this is a very good season, regardless of whatever people think. And the fact that they lost the FA Cup, it, mind you, with a very thin squad up top and in midfield, they played second most games in the season. They had 62 games, which is a long, long run, and the squad was winded. Ericsson was non-existent in the FA Cup final. The ball was going over his head. Man died and then came back to life and played 62 games. Or at least like 40 games. He missed 20, 20 games. But um, yeah, I think they need that. They need depth. And I think depth. And I think it's a really good, really good season. They won a cup. They haven't won for seven years. Finished fourth, third, uh, what they were looking for at the beginning of the season. After the, the abysmal season, the previous season. Uh, it is a really good, really good finish. I'm proud of this team. I think they're on to on to big things. I think the main question is, what's your main thing? I think main transfer of the season, I assume, is a striker. Correct. Hundred uh, has to be a striker. United are underperforming their xG, underperforming. Just you could see that they it was glaringly visible. The United were lacking a striker throughout the FA Cup. Finally, they were bringing everything in the ball to the top, and then up top they didn't know what to do. So they need a striker. They need two strikers, actually. They need a starting striker and a bench striker because Rashford is a better left wing or right wing. And, like They need to have that option because Sancho's hot and cold and then Anthony's hot and cold. And then you have Garnacho coming up from the left and then he's a young kid who had his first breakout season and maybe he's going to be also like wobbly in the second season. So they need two strikers. One starter striker, one uh, like a lower tier younger striker, ideally. Um, but 
all of these reports that are coming out now, I don't trust single. Oh single yeah, garbage. All of it. Yeah. All of it because the, the club is not sold, and that's what they're doing. It's selling off, like what Jamie Carragher said, selling off the idea of like good, good, good vibes to to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, until they sell the club, I think there's not going to be a lot, at least a partial sell, or at least no, a notion of a sale being complete, at least by the end of the season. I'm pretty sure deals are going to go through. But if these owners stay, I think like it's going to be one striker and one midfielder type of season. And it's going to be even more craziness. I think they're, they're looking to sell a bunch of players. Yes, absolutely. So, Including Maguire, apparently, reports to get rid of him, to pay him off 10 mil. To him. Uh, which is unbelievable. That's probably a good place to transition into some of the transfer stuff that has been coming out. And I'm going to do less of the rumors and more of the stuff that seems to be finalized. Um, I think the first big transfer, or I guess less of it, it was, that surprised me, was honestly Benzema. Benzema yeah. is officially yeah. out of Real Madrid and going to the new Saudi project. That's crazy if you ask me. I know he's had an okay season, but were you guys expecting this? No, man. I was super surprised. It was like, Benzema is out all of a sudden. And he was doing fine because they, they re-signed Modric and Kroos. So they're not like, oh, we have to get the old people out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess he was like, okay, I've won everything. She's gonna go make like fifty million dollars a year or something. A hundred million dollars a year. They're offering Messi four hundred million a year. Oh no! They're I mean, offering, they're offering Kante hundred million a year. Kante. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, we'll talk about that. I think next week. But I think it's like, what does Madrid do now? Because then suddenly there's a huge hole for a striker, and it's funny because there are several teams who need a striker. United needs a striker, yeah. and. Uh, what's it called? Madrid now needs a striker. Is this is this the golden ticket that Harry Kane has been waiting for to get out of Tottenham? Because like, do you think he should do it? Do you think if Madrid calls oh, comes calling, he, he needs to like he should like you know do fly himself to Madrid and just like stay in a parking lot. Uh, someone did that. <laughs> someone did that some years ago. It was from a uh, player. I remember it was oh, other weekend. Other weekend, yeah. 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 It's failed too. That's yeah. <laughs> like, like deal. Okay, you didn't go to City, fine, whatever. The rivals, you gave your like what? She's been at Tottenham starting at like 10 years now or more? More, yeah. 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 And he, yeah, I, I guess he does want to beat the Premier League goal scoring record. Yeah. But like, imagine beating the record and having no trophies to show for it. I think it's a golden chance for Harry Kane because he has like yeah. he he has all of the opportunity to leave Madrid. He can go to a United, and if yes. Levy doesn't want to sell, then it's September. He can go fuck it, sell me to Madrid. The yes. thing is, I don't think Madrid would want Harry Kane because he's too old. I think Madrid. He's twenty nine. One thing is gonna be 30 and fine but you see his style of play has nothing to do like he's gonna be one of those players that's still able to produce at 34 35 i think that real madrid always do business in a very i wish more clubs did business like that they they 
suck out the maximum out of their players and then they buy younger like they the way they're revamping their midfield if they're gonna get Jude Bellingham in and they have Cross and Modric then when Cross and Modric leaves they have Tremini, uh Kavaminga and Bellingham which is and Valverde this, ridiculous and Valverde, which, which they substituted without on a, on a period of three or four years boxing them in between each other's the only thing is now they have Benzema gone they can buy they can also buy two strikers they can buy Harry Kane a young striker which I was imploring United to do but if they get a younger striker that's up and coming for or they can get Harry Kane and then they get Erling Haaland either way I think Madrid now has to make a call but they usually make a call for uh, for the future yes so that, that's why sure. this, this is going to be the most I mean, interesting sometimes they get, get go for uh, older guys man like the original Galactico where they got flamed. Ah, but they've now, changed that since, right? The last, the last the seven, eight years, they basically stopped doing that, besides Hazard. And then they learned that, basically after Hazard, they learned that. Yeah, so yeah. they wouldn't be sure. Fair they wouldn't enough. go for an Englishman. And the Englishman in the La Liga also don't work. Yes. Yeah, Gareth, Gareth Bale was playing golf. And, like, <laughs> playing golf. So. I, I guess then the real question is, like, does Ancelotti okay. stay? No, no, I mean... Ancelotti said he's staying. Ancelotti said he's staying. I, I mean, the problem with Osiman is, of course, De Laurentiis, right? Like, ADL is not going to sell for for less than 150 million. His, but, his... but yeah, I can see Osiman going to to Mourinho. But you know what's crazy? I don't actually think that that's a good fit, to be honest. It may not be yeah, a good fit. Like, the style doesn't play. Like, what Madrid needs is a player, like a striker who can... He, they basically need Harry Kane. Like, I don't know how else to put it. It's like, Man, Benzema, uh, I mean... Harry Kane. It's the same style of player. You know yeah. we, who I've heard rumors? Uh, Firmino. Oh, Firmino. Yeah, yeah, but you know, that's that. Firmino not, is like, he's like choice. a B version. Yeah, exactly. He's like a yeah. B version of Benzema, right? It's like, but th- that's the thing that is like, Kane is the only one that's outstanding in my mind. Like, he's the one that fits the profile yeah. perfectly for the team where they don't have to ask Vinny to change the way he plays. They don't have to ask Rodrigo how to change. It's like, Kane is a perfect replacement. One oh, he's really it's... good at like keeping up the play and yeah. getting out passes and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's yeah. an amazing player, but I I hope he leaves Tottenham. But if he goes for a hundred million, let him go to Madrid. Not yeah. I guess speaking of Tottenham, I think that's probably a good time. And Pasogoglu from Celtic has come over. I don't know, man. I'm kind of like underwhelmed to be honest. It's a Nuno Espirito Santos all over again. I think right. It could be that, good. or it could be good, or it could be Pochettino. I just I have no idea. Man, never I mean, coached the Dude, it is like. Yeah, at this point, they have to go that route because no actual respectable, like, reputable manager who's made his name already will come to Tottenham. 100%, yeah. deal with Daniel Lewis bullshit. So what, does that mean, are they going to reset? Are they going to basically try to do what they did with Pochettino, which is build its squad over a couple of years? Are they going to recycle their squad? For that to do, they need to sell Harry Kane and Daniel Levy doesn't want to sell Harry Kane, which is the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. You have a man has a one year on his contract and you don't want to sell you don't want him to sell to Madrid. Like even Madrid came calling and he was like, "Oh yeah, hundred million, hundred million. I want my hundred million. He's not gonna get hundred million. For He's not gonna. Get no, absolutely not. If he gets seventy, he should bite their hand off. Yeah, he wants like to yeah. Ah, he's ridiculous. Yeah. I guess the other one is semi-related, and this is relevant to a lot of teams actually. So Milan re-signed Rafa Leao, and basically immediately after they re-signed Rafa Leao, the course the vulture funds fired paulo maldini and their marketing director who was friends and there's already a huge what's it called happening at milan like all the players are furious so and the crazy thing is there's a bunch of contracts that are about to come up not this year but the upcoming year which means they either need to renew or get sold the most 
interesting one, I think, is actually Mike Mania. Because yeah. I was like, he's an amazing goalie. But what's his name? United need a goalie who can yeah, save you know. and play with his feet. He's a perfect fit for them, in all honesty. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, what what bonkers move by venture capital companies that do this is the living legend of Milan and you fire him. He man out his number retired in a club and you fire him. And he's rebuilt the squad to yeah. then win the Champions League to sorry to the Serie A. And you get a semi-final in the Champions League which you haven't done before and you fire him what? Yeah, I'm a Milan fan I'm kind of uh, worried now because I don't see like any money being available to spend because like I feel like they sold this Rafa Leal contract as the thing for the summer. Raheem Diaz is back in Real. Yes. They're gonna want they want him to like stay and play. So you lost a, like another really good player. And so what are they gonna do? Yeah, I don't see them getting linked to anyone good. So Disaster. And you you need like another striker. You can't just have Rafael Leal. And Giroud is like all the spot now, so thirty nine. And Ibrahimovic retired, so Ibrahimovic retired. Yeah. <laughs> I just the thing is, I feel like there's an opportunity here. I th- th- that's my question though. Is like, are they just going to tear this team apart and then sell it off for pieces, or are they actually think they're going to rebuild some Maho magically and build a winning squad? That's the thing. I I'm confused what their strategy is. But we'll see what who they bring in because I think Serie A didn't have enough money. Uh, in, in, yes, in, that's really what it comes down to. So, who, yeah. who gonna, are they going to sell Rafael Liano that they got him on a contract? Are they going to sell all the people who have a one-year contract and bring in their subs? Which is, this is not a footballing decision. It's not a footballing way to do it. And the only person who could have helped you fire, uh, I think the person... not going to go. Yeah, <laughs> I guess like... I have a question for you, for both of you. Okay, so I already know this person in my mind. Okay, I, you get to get one player from Milan this summer that fits... Your team that that's going to I mean United and uh, Liverpool respectively, like you think of, and don't worry about the price. Like the price is going to be expensive, but it's a reasonable expensive. Who I already know who I would choose for Arsenal. Like who would you guys pick? To Mike come Manian. To? Mike you Manian choose Mike Manian. Manian. Yeah, he's there. It was a great signing when they did it two yes. years ago. Incredible. So. Big Lev, Any thoughts? I wonder if we're going to compete for the same player. Did I have to think about it? I am. Uh... Uh, let me tell you, while, while you're thinking about it, for me, it's easy. T- I, know, I know who you're going to take. Can I guess no. who you're going to take? Can yeah. I guess who you're going to take? Yes. Tanali. Of course. It's yeah. inevitable. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. He is yeah. literally yeah. the dream. Is The problem is, the reason, you know, I never talk about him, about, you know, it's because he's he loves Milan. You know, those, one of those yeah. fine players that loves their home club. It's just like, there's no chance. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Maybe this is what it's going to take for him to finally be like, fuck this owners, let me leave. Tanali? Yeah. Is the most amazing midfielder. He can defend, he can attack, perfect box box, higher energy, high technical skills, team player. Why would you not want him? People wanted him back in the day and he chose to go to Milan. What is he? He's not from Milan, like he's not from the Milan youth system. He's from am I mistaken? It was No, no, you're right, you're right. And but it was yeah. his 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 childhood dream to it play for the yeah. But so that's why they got him. He can he can still be a Milan fan and play in England. Like I'll, right, that's I'll true. get him. Yeah. That would be my second choice. I think if United didn't have a glaring Problem. I think like Ericsson has still like his heart is still beating for another season. I think that the yeah. creator <laughs> will change at the end of 2024. They need new batteries there. But uh till yeah, I'll get money on but Tanali yeah. shot. What about Big you? Well I was gonna say him too, but uh let's see if he's not available. Um I mean, you know who I really liked, but had a shit season, uh, Charles de Catler. 
Yeah. I was like an up-to-comer. Uh, I know. I, I felt bad, to be honest. We are kind of, like, uh, good in that. Uh, yeah, you don't need a forward. So, I was going to take one of their defenders, you know, either Calabria or... I guess we don't need the left back. Or Theo Hernandez no. is, like, really good. I know. Wow. This is really good. Yeah, I just, none of us really shot. need him is the problem, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. we have well, more glaring issues. Tomori, maybe. Amazing. Tomori is a good shout. And I can't yeah. believe he's not getting a call out to the English national Yeah, team. Garrett Southgate, my friend. Harry is Maguire it, is getting a call out. Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's no, English. He's English. Garrett Tomori is English. And yeah. he's not getting a shout out. And Harry Maguire, who. Sir, no, sir, it's actually Captain Harry Maguire to oh. you, my friend. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I hope he's going to get sold to Tottenham. And you know what's the funny thing? That the new coach that they have, he plays a glaring high line. High yeah, pass, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And they're going to bring in Harry Maguire who can't run for shit. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be unbelievable. I think, I think that's going to be, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of unbelievable things. But we will see you guys next week. So we will know the results of... West Ham Fiorentina for the Europa Conference League. We're going to know the inevitable results of City Inter for the Champions League. And we will have a much better idea of what on earth is going on with the Saudi League and how many more players. And just do a little bit of a quick fire for next week. Uh, more chance for roundups, but then we're going to also be celebrating Inter's win, you know? like that's yeah. Celebrating. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys next week.